Shut your up. Don't say it. Attack left lane. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. No. Oh my god, who who said that? Attack the gold fury. That was almost really hard to say, actually. Grupa. The look on his face when he walks, he's got like the fear of God in him. All your fuzzy woozy. Let's not hurt them too bad. Let's make them scream! I'm sorry! I, I don't know why I did it! Split push! Howdy folks, Dirtnap's Dad here. Welcome to episode 41 of the Split Push Podcast. It's a Smite podcast here from us console plebs that are stuck over here on the island, not attached to the main continent that's forming. But hey, Sony, get on the ball. Oh, PlayStation Island all by ourselves. Yeah, hey, I'm still tweeting at those buggers. Every day, every couple uh, days. Our next event where we get a bunch of free shit because Sony won't let us have crossplay, so Smite feels bad for us. Oh, okay. Anyway. These clubs here with me today on that funny yeah. note uh, is my good buddy Guy. What's up, everybody? See, I like leading off with him now because he brings a little bit of that level of enthusiasm. Gets Beagle all perked up, doesn't it, Beagle Girl? Hi. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just kind of said something. I like it. Episode Hi. 41. She's got what? nailed down now. <laughs> and hey. I mean, I could have just said, eh. What's up? What up? <laughs> then you got Dirt Nap Dan. Hey, what's happening, everybody? And, uh, I, I mean, I, what, what, uh, dude, I bought a Thetharis to help me with my intros to help describe our guests, but, um, when I opened it up, all the pages were blank. I have no words to describe my anger now. So, oh, boy. Um, but just how awesome is it to have, you just heard him, from high-res into Titan Forge itself, it is the one and the only Clumsy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh, I like that little Fonzie-esque uh, to the A. <laughs> hey. Hey. All what's right. going on? Hey. <laughs> there the jukebox turned on. What the hell? <laughs> oh, well, hey, Clumsy, welcome to the show. Uh, super excited to have you on. I mean, whenever we get... An employee on, I mean, that, that to me is always a, like, you know, a, a big thing because you, y'all are part and part creators of the game that I obviously and thoroughly love. So, <laughs> well, no, know, not at all. Uh, Thank you guys all for having me. Yeah. So, you know, I, we usually like to throw it out to our guests right away here to kind of allow you to further introduce yourself a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. tell us about who you are, where you came from, why oh, Smite, boy. and, you know, who your favorite uncle is. All right, well, um, I don't want to name my favorite uncle right immediately on the air, because I'm pretty sure he's going to be listening, you know, and all my uncles will be in us, so I don't want to just single one out there, so I love all you guys equally. Uh, but yeah, my name is uh, Titan Clumsy. <clears throat> I also go by Clumsy Death online. And, well, I was just a player not too long ago, you know, and back in college, I used to play different, all sorts of different games, and I picked up Smite, played with a couple of friends, went on the Reddit looking for more for Smite to find some like-minded individuals who might want to try on the competitive scene, started grinding my way up through ranks, playing on weekend tournaments, eventually joined a semi-competitive team called Resist Gaming. Uh, I think Skeleton was on the team at the time, so there's some other names on there. And, well, I, you know, I was really interested in the game, started 
talking and playing with some of the current employees, like I think Adonis and Peckies at the time as well. Uh, Brad from the production studio. Eventually I got hired after one of the HRXs. And from there, I was in the production studio for a little while, working with them. I was actually the cameraman in-game for the SPL for, I think, half a year or so. Uh, transitioned from there to QA, was in QA for about a year and a half as well for Smite. And then moved on to Adventures. I started working officially as a designer on the first year of Adventures after Jing Chan's Mountain in Factory's Wonderland. Did the full year of Adventures, worked on um, the CTF, Valley of Victory, the Dungeons, Shadows of Hercopolis, the Mind Corrupted Arena. And then after the first year of Adventures, moved on to the Smite core team as a designer. I worked on Chernabog, Pele, and now currently Merlin. And I'll be working on Jormungandr as well. Oh, shit. Jormungandr? Yeah. I'm excited for Merlin, personally. Oh, me too. I can see uh, all of your guys' names almost have... Well, at least two of us here have <laughs> a little bit of Merlin flavor. Yeah. Oh it's going to be a fight. Like I'm pretty much going to get on a plane ticket and get up there and beat him. <laughs> Stop auto-picking him! Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people auto-picking King Arthur and Merlin for the foreseeable future. Uh, yeah, I mean, he thinks he's going to play him in his normal mid-roll, but I'm going to jungle. Yeah, he's got a lot of spells. He's probably pretty good in the jungle. but I'm, and I'm telling them both, you're you're both going to cry when I auto-lock him in and run him support. Yeah, why not? I mean, I think that's definitely <laughs> just, the Just to make him cry, too. Nah, I, I enjoy where a lot of the gods right now can be picked in different roles. Yeah, I, I actually do. I, I, I've played quite a few different ones in, in support that, you know, I'm just like, you know, they got some stuff in their kit. And if I build them supporty and then throw a mask in to help that off mid game when right. damages are starting to really go, <laughs> I got away with a, a Kernanos support, you know, Baron support all the time. That's actually not that hard. I like that. And, but, you know, yeah, you can throw all kinds of people over there with, uh, you know, that have some peel or, or some sort of interruptions in their kit. Absolutely. With it the right works. blessing and the right item builds, anyone can be whatever you want it to be in the battlefield of the gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, I- I'm happy that you guys have that option. I've always liked the more wonky things that mm-hmm. work because I make it work because it's who I am. And. I've always mm-hmm. been a little wonkier in my combat styles, you know. I mean, everything I, I except learned, for uh, learned that uh, in WoW, <laughs> right? Everything except Loki solo now. Quit making that work. <laughs> well, after the recent nerfs, I'm sure he's gonna, you know, not be played as much. Possibly, uh, hopefully. Well, the the mains who love playing Loki are still gonna be playing Loki. He's actually one of our most popular gods, so no doubt. I know that hurts me a little bit. He's but. so good, really. He's just. So good. <laughs> a good Loki will just destroy you. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's what he does. I can destroy one person and get out of dodge. Yeah. And that's what he does. It doesn't matter where you're at. You could be under tower, under the backside of tower. Don't matter. You're dead. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> but hey, he gets caught up. That you know, Then you gotta be really good as him to, to get out of dodge at those times, but you know, he, he's a good god killer. I mean, I, I don't even get mad anymore. It's just like, oh, Loki'd, I'll be back. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> it happens. He, do, he can yeah, die right. pretty fast when he's caught out as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when I see a Loki, I just build to counter Loki. No matter whoever else is in the game, I'm just sure. going straight to counter Loki. That's it. Pick up that mantle of Discord, Celestial Legion Helm, you know. Right. Once he's out Probably. of the game, he's not really doing anything else. That's right. Hindu taught me the ways of the Celestial Helm there. I've been mm-hmm. using it ever since he was on. Yeah, I've actually used that a lot more and more uh, myself. 
Hey, Dan. What's up? What are you doing? Just hanging out, having fun. How about you? <laughs> oh, okay. You're so about- quiet. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like you know what? I haven't heard Dan like talk she since joined the conversation. About? Beagle Dan. Jeez. What? Excuse you. Wow. Calling both out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, at I'm, least I'm here. I'm, 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 <laughs> Yugi. Hey, it's not his fault. I just talked about how I was stealing Merlin from you. Oh, well, I don't know what you're talking I, about. I zoned that part out. Yeah. <laughs> Guy and I both repressed that fe- that memory already. <laughs> wow. Oh, I see. man. All right. Well, anyway. Hey, Clumsy, how are you doing, man? Let's, let's get back to, to chit-chatting here with someone yeah, that's it's, it's interested been, uh... in talking to us. You know? <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. okay. You know, all right, I'm just going to stay quiet this episode. No. Hey, it's like every other episode. <laughs> I was going to oh, say, okay. but she actually I'll stays stop, quiet. I'll stop trying then, and then we'll see the real difference. I can tell the esports banter has definitely been here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no, our best banter, dude, we, we talk about a lot of times when we were watching the worlds this last time, clumsy. Mm-hmm. Dan was upstairs watching it while Beagle and I were downstairs. <laughs> so at one point we realized that we're cheering, but he's cheering like 10, 15 seconds later. Oh yeah. <laughs> so at one point I'm like, Hey, let's just start cheering for nothing. It'll throw him off. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. The only problem was, is like, we cheered when absolutely nothing was happening. And then, like, three seconds later, they t- turn a corner, take a tower. And like, uh, then backfired like, a little bit, yeah. Cheering for that tower? Actually, never mind. <laughs> just, just never mind. But anyway. That's awkward. Uh, getting off a story <laughs> that we've, we've probably kicked down to the ground here a few times and rolled it around. But <laughs> getting back to Smite and... Dude, I don't know. I'm just. Are you sure you don't want to tell that story just one more time? Yeah. I mean, come on. Maybe next week. Okay. So, uh, I don't know, clumsy. What what are you excited about season six here, man? Uh, I'm just so tired of waiting for it. Yeah, I know. It (laughs) feels like it's been forever, but you know, it's it's been a pretty couple, a pretty crazy couple of weeks. In fact, a couple of months. Uh, Season six coming out, Merlin at the same time, King Arthur just before that. Obviously, right before that was HRX. Uh, I can't. I can wait for season six to come out, and right after that is going to be Jormungandr too, and the fully fledged getting into season six. There's a lot of really cool things in plan. I, I'm pretty excited, honestly. I, I'm a little bit biased, right? I, I'm excited for Merlin to come out. He's coming out at the same time as six point one. I was the god designer on that, and so I've got a little bit of bias there. But there's a lot of cool things as well that's happening in the rest of the conquest map too. Oh uh, yeah. So any little secrets or uh, tips you can give us about Merlin? Well. There's, there's definitely a lot of things to be learned while playing Merlin. I think, you know, don't force the need to stand switch when you aren't comfortable with it yet. Find kind of the right play style, which is for you. Uh, fire, for example, is going to be the close range with the largest damage, but that doesn't mean you need to switch to that at every point when someone's jumping on top of you, but it might be good to flex into it whenever you get the chance or try out Arcane when you want a little bit of CC, a little bit of utility and some good range. Frost obviously has the longest poke and pretty much the highest CC, and don't be too reliant on your flicker ability, because while it is an instantaneous teleport, it's not a very long range, it's got a high cooldown. So just being aware of all of your limitations. Uh, It's funny, because Merlin's got a very mobile ability, but he's actually a pretty immobile mage outside of that. Yeah, true. I mean, there is quite a significant cooldown on the flicker, and you know, I mean, it's just like, what? That's even longer than his and Ami's, right? 
Oh yeah, I think it's around yeah. 30, 35 units, which is like, and a basic attack uh, is 55, so it's quite a bit less. You can't really go over any walls except for, I think, an arena. Um, and it's really just there for juking almost. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's a great tool for the kit, and if anything, it'll it'll make a great way to start off the battle when you think Merlin's over there, but now he's up in your face. You know? Right, so, exactly. You just never know with it, but, you know, hey, um, if you're going to do that, it's go big or go home, by the way, because <laughs> you just used your exit strategy. Yeah, I mean, you might as well, you know, jump in front of them and use the explosion of, and the point-blank nature of his ultimate um, elemental mastery and then just really go for some hard-hitting damage. Yeah. See, I don't know, I, I always... I like to play aggressively. I don't know. Funny that I'm I'm the support in the team <laughs> most of the time, but I, my play style is generally I like to play aggressively. And Smite's really taught me that I I need to be more uh, passive with my play. You know, a little bit more patient, I should say. Uh, so I, I I do think that actually makes a lot better because I'm still you know I played WoW for so many years that right yeah. you know. It was aggress, 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 you know, and here it's like, if you do that, you got to be really, really, really good and still know when to get out and, and slow down and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. Positioning um, is definitely a huge factor in Smite. Even with your aggressive tanks like Ymir, you definitely want to get in their faces, but you got to know when to back off. Yeah. That's the thing that sucks at. I mean, what? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> wow. It's not that I suck you at know it. it. It's that my brain knows it. I know what to do. It's just, you know, my, my you synapses are old, so it takes a little, <laughs> a little longer to get down to the fingers. And Quit using the old excuse already. It's all I got anymore. It's all I got. I mean, get part of the fun is just getting in front of their faces and <laughs> smacking on them. Like, I, th I think of Ymir a lot in that case, right? You're just mm -hmm. destroying them with your big icy club, using your abilities. And, I mean, yeah. why back off when you can just use your ultimate and then probably take someone with you if you're going to go down? I know Beagle's a huge fan no! of the club. Oh, Come you read on. my mind. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> She's a huge fan of the club. Yeah, I kind of remember this too for uh, Shut up, Dan. some reason. Shut up, Dan. Shut <laughs> your face. Shut what, your up. Why is Beagle such a fan of that? Oh, Shut wait. Up. That's right. She stole my pen. Shut your up. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It would have been my it, first it, pentakill on PC. And she Emir clubbed it. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I have no good explanation for this. I can just see it now. Emir is here at club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like ten uh, feet away. My will. <laughs> ten feet away, and she just Emir club. It was the most. Depressing moment of my smite lifetime. Well, dude, he he got so mad though. He like jumped off and he's like, "What the?" <laughs> he just started screaming and cursing. I'm just like, "I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I did it." It was all in good fun, but uh, yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. like, "What the fuck? Why did yeah. you do that?" I'm surprised nobody even said this part, but um, I was even saying. Let Dan have it! Let Dan have it! Let Dan have it! Nobody kill him! And... and thunk. <laughs> I, I, I pressed the mouse button, alright? And it just kind of happened. When you see someone that low, my first thought is to kill it! Kill secure. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all it was. 
Peter like loves Dan a good Daniel bit of Killshot anyway. especially when it's the fifth of a, th- <laughs> a penta. Just have to permanently play Ganesha, you know? Well, in my defense, <laughs> I've never gotten a penta, so I just wanted to make you get the feeling. Wow. <laughs> well, I have seven, so. I still haven't gotten mine. I know. So our, our new color of shame is the person you have to wear play Ganesha now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been playing a lot of Ganesha lately, and uh, me, me and Elephant Boy, we getting on good terms. Yeah, that's getting fun. on. It, I can, you can build him like defense out the wazoo. He still hits like a truck, especially with that ultimate. If you're gonna CC them on one of those uh, barriers, oh. they, they you can definitely just one v one someone and take them out. Dude, we were playing against. Uh, it was a really good team, and it was a really back and forth match. But the, in the end, we were getting objectives, and they were a little behind on that. But they had an afro, and that was making life a little difficult. But it was, it was, the fight started, and I immediately got her cornered against the wall, my pillar, and two lines of, of the alt to go anywhere safe. That was the safest way out. Yeah. And we deleted her so fast she was like she didn't even have time to hit her all it was just she was just 100 to zero and it was just like oh boy and and that's kind of when you know we ran away with the game at that point like all right that (laughs) was the moment you know when you just you're having a tough time but then oh there it is you know it's kind of like baron so you can drag him across the lines yeah that's that's actually why i started playing ganesh because he was playing baron i'm like you know who's good with that Ganesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you just want to stand in the middle of my all. Meet my friend Baron. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, Baron's pretty good for that, for sure. Yeah, we've had some good ones with that one, too. Then, you know, you throw in the Hades in, in, into that mix, and then you can really have no, some fun. No, no. Just <laughs> all the big AoEs. Uh, don't say his name out loud. I'll wait till Merlin comes out. You can throw that void out there and suck them in through it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, can we talk more about Merlin before we go on? Because <laughs> oh yeah, just even more. Okay. I like like like. I'm is like, that the top of conversation? I'm excited sure. to have Clumsy on the show, and I'm excited Merlin's coming out. And yeah, you you Merlin, give us the you know, what what's the scoops? What 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 play style do you like with him? Um. Well, man, designing Merlin was very interesting because I I've enjoyed every single one of his abilities, there weren't really many that we wanted to rework too much. Um, I think, you know, his, his dragon fire, fire ability too was a little bit different at first implementation, but then we got something that I think was a lot more interesting, and I, I actually don't really have a favorite stance or a least favorite stance. Uh, it, it has changed. You know, Arcane is tons of fun because it's going to have that mid-range poking utility at all times, but getting an assassin on top of you and switching to fire and then just watching them melt is just so enjoyable too. And then you've got the long-range Broke of Frost. I mean, it just Frost Balls in such a short <laughs> cooldown with such high damage potential. Each one is kind of just their own... That's why I like, I like saying it, that Merlin isn't really a stand switcher. He's kind of three mages, three different mages played in one. How hard yeah. is it to design that, put all those abilities in one god? I think designing them specifically wasn't too hard. Each ability kind of, you know, went the way that I wanted it to. Having it all holistically on paper and thinking about how it's all going to fit 
was kind of the challenge. Once it started going, once we got the stand switching working, it wasn't actually too bad. I think pretty much all of the abilities except the Fire 2 are exactly the same as they were first um, brainstormed, which is not always the case. You know, with Pele, with Trinibug, there were definitely abilities. And with all the gods that we designed for the most part on the entire design team, because we all work on them together, right? There's only one person that just takes the lead. Uh, they, they all have iterations that you may work on, but Berlin, I think there was only one of the abilities that was changed. The rest of them just had slight tweaks to just make them more interesting. Okay. I mean, I had tons of fun designing Merlin. I, I definitely, you know, had influences from other games. I wanted uh, players to pick up Merlin and then kind of feel like you're playing, you know, a fantasy or, or an RPG mage from other games. And people have, you know, said, hey, you know, when I'm playing in uh, Arcane Stance, I definitely feel like I'm playing from this other game. Or when I'm playing in uh, Fire Stance, I'm just melting people like a pyromancer. That, that's good. That's exactly what I wanted to go for. That's why I wanted his movement ability to be this fast placed flicker or this blink. In fact, one of the reasons we just didn't want to call it blink straight out was because of the blink rune relic that exists. We didn't want to just use that exact same name because that might be confusing for players, might be, you know, frustrating for casters as well. Uh, but you know, that's such a typical movement ability for a mage, uh, both in like just fantasy lore from stories, from TV shows and movies, as well as from other games that I, I knew that's what I wanted his mage movement ability to be. I knew that when he's in Ice Dance, I expected to see a Frost Bolt. You know, not just from as a designer, but from a player. He's a Frost Mage. Why would he not conjure a Frost Bolt? Why would he not conjure a Blizzard? That's exactly what you would expect. And that's that's not a problem. It's not a design limitation. That was definitely a goal. Yeah. He, he, yeah, that's sad. Tim, oh, go ahead, go Dan. Ahead. No, go ahead. He's He's got that real D&D-esque feel to him. Right, exactly. And that's why that's why I think I... I you know, I'm throwing my hat in the ring. I'll be jumping on this train pretty early as far as playing him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what? Uh, no, he's <laughs> mine. <laughs> wow. We're both, we're, I feel like we're deja vu. What? Here we go. Again. First so, uh, come, first serve, buddy. We'll see. How, how excited were you when you found out you'll be de- you were going to be designing Merlin? Um, actually, so that was interesting. We knew we were going to be doing King Arthur and Merlin together towards the same time period, and there was um. A little bit of a, I wouldn't say a, str- a struggle at all, because it was pretty much a request. If we go back down the god pipeline before King Arthur was Hera, and before Hera was Pele. So I worked on Pele, and Pawn in the rotation, because we like going back to back. Currently there's two lead god designers, but of course AJ is working with us all, um, all the time, as the, you know, the lead designer of Smites. So I was working on Pele, he was working on Hera, and we knew that King Arthur and Merlin were coming up. Naturally, that kind of meant that I would be working on King Arthur. But as a mage main and as someone who has really wanted to make an intricate mage in Smite for a while, because I've always been involved in Smite even when I was in QA, uh, I've, I really wanted to, you know, take my attempt at Merlin to, at this master wizard. So I, I asked AJ, I asked Pawn if they were okay with us changing up the, the order of designers a little bit. And luckily they were, you know, they were totally on board. Pawn didn't have an, any specific affiliation with Merlin. In fact, I think he actually wanted to work on King Arthur, so it kind of worked perfectly there, which is why I was able to skip and do Merlin afterwards while Pawn did two back-to-back. And in fact, that's why I'm working on Merlin and Yorming under back-to-back, is so that we kind of reset the cycle slightly. Oh, that's you. So I was definitely very excited to work. So long story short, I was very excited <laughs> to work on Merlin. As soon as I heard that he was coming up, I really wanted to jump at that. That's yeah. awesome, man. I- just being able to live live out the things that are, that are in your mind and to bring them to a game like this. Just yeah, high five, high I, I, th- I mean, 
being a, a game designer is not something that I thought I would be able to accomplish when I was young. In fact, I came from a very traditional Asian family where, you know, games wasn't seen as something productive. Uh, my mother always said that, you know, if I ever worked in the gaming industry, she would disown me or something of the sort. But luckily, my father <laughs> is very uh, supportive and my mother learned to understand that, that I'm doing what I enjoy and that's what's important. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, at, before I was working in game design, I was just, I studied, I did my college degree at, um, in, in computer science and a minor in business. In fact, I did my first year in England because I used to live in England for a little while. So I think back there it's information technology and I didn't know where I was going to go. I was just a gamer by, by hobby, right? I, was, I just enjoy playing games. I didn't expect to see myself in the gaming field, although that's definitely what I wanted to do. Like I said, at the time I was playing competitive smite. I was coaching for, um, different teams. I think I was on with, with the fat chunks for a little while, Aurora, Cyclone Spin. Uh, that, that was a great time. I had seeing them actually seeing Splice win going on a slight tangent was just phenomenal because. I was with them at some point in time, and it just made me super proud. But then moving yeah. to the design fields was just awesome. It was definitely a dream come true. And while we haven't talked about it too much, I had a phenomenal time working on adventures because I actually came from a, a background of MMOs as well. I played a, <laughs> way too much WoW, w- without a doubt. <laughs> just from pretty much the end of Vanilla, I wasn't really there at the beginning of Villa Vanilla. So even you know this latest expansion, I gave my hand at it, and I, I had my uh, own issues with it, so I didn't. I haven't seen it through, but being able to work on the RPGs, for example, being able to design those bosses and those gameplay um, traps and environments was was just so much fun. But that was really creating its own almost mini games within Smite, and then being able to work on gods after that and have people play these creations that I've made or have thought of is just amazing. So what's your favorite, creating gods or creating adventures? It's completely two different beasts. Working on the adventures was... Awesome. Um, Chris Larson and Travis Brown managed to um, take me out of QA and pick me up there because they knew how interested I was on design. They put their faith in me to work with them. And I think what was our first one was Valley of Victory CTF. That was our first attempt at trying something different within Smite. I think that came out pretty well. It was received very, very well, I think, as well, because no one, ex- no one expected a CTF mode in Smite. No one expected for us to try these different game modes. And then what did we pull right after that? Okay, I know there's going to be a lot of different reactions here, but the racer. <laughs> Apollo's Rumble Racer, right? Uh, yeah. I I think okay, so I'm going to get a lot of flack for this probably, but I think <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. I love what it did inside Smite. I d- definitely think it had some core issues um, that we probably wish we could have fixed, like the physics and the collision between colliding with uh, other cars and the walls. Obviously, that was seen as the major drawback, which it was. But I was watching some footage of it recently, and ha- <laughs> I mean, having a racer inside your battleground of the gods is just absurd and amazing. And then going right from there into the dungeons, which were these tremendous experiences, it was that was just phenomenal. I think working on the dungeons were by far my favorite experience in Adventures. It'd be nice to see the racer come back with uh, the bugs worked out. <laughs> uh, that I mean, one of the reasons why we we weren't able to fix those bugs that were inherent to the you know the gameplay negatives for the players were just because you know Smite's an old engine, UE3, and it wasn't designed from the ground up to be a racer. Forcing that kind of physics and collision model inside our current working game is just, I'm sure it pos- it's possible it could be done, or it's possible it could be smoothed out, but it would, it would take longer than the two-month dev cycles that we're working on those adventures. The racer was only created in two months. The adventures were only created in pretty much one to two months. It was a very short turnaround. I'd like to see Captain the Flag come back, maybe a little bigger map. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Warsong Gulch or, that, or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were definitely very ambitious. <laughs> I, I, I think that was a good thing. 
right, let, let's not mention Warsaw and Gulch anymore because that immediately brought back <laughs> a lot of fun memories. And this is a Smite podcast, not a Warsaw and Gulch, or even um, Valhalla and the Gulch and Halo. Those mm-hmm. were all inspirations for sure. Oh, okay. Um, Smite, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had good times back in a while. Good times, so. Um, Anyway, Beagle, why don't you uh, start asking some of the, the, the guest questions here? Uh, why don't you make me? <laughs> Damn. Isn't that Damn. what I just <laughs> did? Uh, I, I'm no. kind of confused here. I just think I think I did just did that. Alright. Um, let me make sure this is the top. Yes, it is. Um, Alright, first is from Cowboy Caution. No, the first one's actually from the Mighty Jimmy. It's underneath my uh, wait, announcement there. <laughs> he put it in the wrong spot, and I moved it to over here. Yeah, because guy. No. Wait, wait, wait. Let's let's defend the what? mighty Jimmy here. Who was it that posted in the oh. wrong spot, guy? It might have been me. Ooh, yeah, my, but my, it clearly said post and guest questions, and it took like ten seconds for somebody to post in general chat. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. I'm okay. Okay. Wait. What? What? Oh, I think he was just recommending some skins. Yeah. Oh. La- Lady Rara? I mean, we need a Lady Rara skin. A Lady Rara? <laughs> oh my gosh. We have the uh, the Aphrodite skin. That's that's, yeah. that's pretty good. But, you know, Ra, you know, he, I'm sure you guys come, you know, gaga that up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's mm-hmm. see. He also wants Ra Sputin, you know. Oh okay. my gosh, the pun skins. Yes, the pun <laughs> skins. And a Scorpion Aries. Okay, well, that's not a pun. Yeah, we've done had that. We've done tried that before. Yeah, we had an Eliminator Ravana skin that, you know, was a little bit close to territories that we probably shouldn't have been too close to. So uh, we've obviously got to be careful with, you know, copyright infringement and trading too close to other IPs. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I noticed. Well, some babies. I was one of those faith faithful people that bought that skin. Oh no! <laughs> Did sorry, get to I got play something it. pretty cool out of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I never got to play it either. I bought it when I went to bed because I had to earn the gems that day. Oh really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I woke up and it was gone. No, oh, I'm sorry, but you know that oh, happens. Yeah. It's happened a few times, and we still have some. Pretty sick Robin skins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Holy. On the next one, Beagle. All right. Um, This one is from Cowboy Customs. Am I on the right one? Yes. Cowboy Which Customs. Was... Which god was your favorite to work on? Oh, man. I I definitely love each of the gods that I've worked on uh, for different reasons. Chernobog was the first god that I got to work on, so I definitely have some special love for him. Pele was just, was a god that I worked on that I had kind of understood how the god working, you know, the design process worked a little bit, so I was a little bit more comfortable, and I think that really showed in the way she flowed and she felt. But again, I, I wanted to work on Merlin, I got the chance to finally work on a mage, which is my main role, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely slightly biased towards mages, but that doesn't mean it comes through in balance or anything. Don't worry about that. Uh, I, I definitely, it has to be Merlin. Merlin was by far my favorite god to work on. See, I see a uh, trend here. All the gods you work on are, like, really strong. <laughs> yeah, is that the case? <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here starting to think. <laughs> you 
you, wait a second. I have him saying for Pele, and 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 like, and I know Merlin's gonna hurt my ass too. So <laughs> that that's a that's a funny story. So Trinobog came out, and he was statistically and seen perspective uh, seen as underpowered. So during the PTS cycle, we got a lot of feedback from the pros as well because we use a, utilize a pro Discord to communicate with them daily, and they mm-hmm. were just like, he's not gonna be played unless he has a little bit more clear. Because he just is, it's impossible to clear with his abilities right now. And we gave him a little bit more clear, and on release of the god, he was seen as just too powerful. Mostly because of his early ease in at the beginning of the game, in the duo lane. So it took us a little while to, you know, make sure that, that feedback was received and assessed by all the players. And then we had to tone him down a little bit. But he's actually in a pretty healthy spot. He was released slightly strong because of PTS feedback. And then he was brought back down slowly. Um, a lot of people, you know, were worried about the stims he would get in his ultimate, and we toned back that as well. I think a lot of that was actually just aesthetics um, that I wanted to just throw in there because I thought it would feel really cool to activate your passive on every hit. But obviously that, you know, that's going to bring some gameplay considerations too, so I didn't mind toning that and taking it away. Pele, um, the problem with her, and I think the problem that, you know, we're always going to see with assassins is that if they're ever in a slightly balanced spot or a little bit, a little bit overpowered, they're probably going to be seen as very overpowered because they're going to be, in a, you know, assassins by nature are very pub stompy. So they're going to do well, especially ones like Pele, where she is, her trajectory is really the early to mid game, right? If you get a Pele to late game, she, she may one shot someone like a Loki, but she's probably not going to carry the game in the late game if everyone gets to level, you know, 18 to 20 and you're 25 minutes in. She's not going to be really the powerhouse she is early to mid game. So she's an early game uh, pub stomper for the most part is what I would call her. So that there's a lot of feedback, you know, that she's she's disruptive and the player perception is that she's, you know, very strong. And she's definitely strong, but statistically, she's in an actually very balanced spot. All I'm saying is ban her in your ranked gals games or you're not going to have fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, she definitely hurts. That's that's for sure. We're, we're definitely, I mean, we've nerfed her, you know, the last few patches back to back to make sure. But one of the main things that I like to, you know, bring up is she, she was out for Worlds. She actually only got played, I think, twice. I think her win rate of Worlds was either 50% or lower. And her pick rate was extremely low. So the, she, I think she's definitely more of a casual uh, god, like the casual player god. And she right. really excels there when people don't know how to react with her to her. But once you get into a competitive setting and high rank, because we like to assess all points of balance, right? We, we look at arena, we look at other game modes, we look at casual conquest, we look at competitive conquest. And we, we like, like to target our balance according to the strong suits of each mode. And finally, Merlin. Oh gosh, I have. No idea how he's gonna how he's gonna <laughs> be perceived. I, I either have the prediction that he's gonna be okay, so I'm gonna have to bring it up here because one of my all time favorite gods is Giannis, and he has the exact same perception that I believe Merlin was would uh will have. Uh, but I'm gonna preface all of this by saying, can you guess how strong Merl, uh Giannis is statistically? Well, I'm gonna guess he's pretty strong. About I don't know. I would say that Giannis is. Uh Wow, this is like a tougher question now. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he, re- right. he 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 dishes it out. There's one there, mm. out of the, there's a few mages that's like all right, you know, they got their burst, but there's mages that like it doesn't matter, I got kitted. Okay. He's one of those guys that can do that. So, since his release. So again, he's my favorite god, so I'm a little bit biased, but this is pure facts. These are the numbers. Since his, his release, he's been statistically one of the worst three gods in the game. In all game modes. Damn. 
He's hovering around, you know, 40 to 45% win rate right now. He has never done well statistically, but he's always perceived as one of the gods that does the most. Because when you get one shot by a Giannis snipe, when you get portaled into an Uncivil Vortex combo, you remember those times, right? Uh-huh. That's one of the reasons why it's <laughs> actually so- That's what I was just talking about. Right, you, that's what you remember. But when a Giannis is on your team and doesn't do so well, that doesn't really phase your memory. Or when the Giannis is on the other team and you're beating him up, you don't really remember the fact that it was a Giannis. But when he hits you across the map with a snipe that kills you, oh, you remember, that's the guy, and that's the god that everyone (laughs) wants to see nerfed, right? So um, a part of that, I believe, transcends to all mages, where mages are almost never seen to be weak, unless they're just not popular. But that doesn't mean that they're not statistically doing well. But they're almost always going to be perceived to be overpowered. And I believe the same thing will probably happen with Merlin, that's there for Giannis currently, where... He's extremely, you know, he's on a very high skill cap. I think we can all agree that he's going to be hard to utilize to his highest potential. And because of that, just like we know with King Arthur currently, is that that might mean he's statistically lower. He might actually underperform, even though he does a lot of damage. But at the same time, while he's underperforming, I still think he's going to be perceived as incredibly overpowered. Because people will remember the times when they got flickered onto with a massive explosion and then burned to death with fire, or getting hit by those frost bolts from across the map. Yeah, you know, and getting pinged to death with <laughs> Arcane. So I, I believe he might be statistically underpowered, but perceived as extremely overpowered. Or, or I'm kind of hoping to be wrong, and I don't mind if he is actually just overpowered slightly, and perceived that way, because it's so much easier to balance a god when the players are on the same level as the, as the statistics. Interesting. So if he is overpowered by a little bit, and people perceive him as slightly overpowered, that's a good thing. Same thing with King Arthur, right? That actually worked out really well. He's statistically underpowered. He's actually at the same realm as Giannis right now, but people know that he's extremely hard to play. They know that bad King Arthur players aren't going to do well, but good King Arthur players will have a good time. So the Uh perception and the reality are in a very good spot there, because if we do a small buff to King Arthur, people will be like, okay, he probably needs a small buff. That's okay. Yeah, I've been noticing a lot more, a lot better King Arthur players lately. And a lot oh, less yeah. bad ones. I mean, it definitely takes some getting used to, right? There's there's a very obvious learning curve. In fact, we did an assessment. Um, AJ had a look at our statistics for King Arthur to make sure we weren't going to overbuff him or, um, you know, we had to be careful. So when he first came out, until I think a couple of weeks later, there was a 5% increase in his win rate as people learned to play him, which is very large for a God's release. Yeah. Which is cool. I like seeing those stats. I'm not. Yeah. I, we always have to be um, wary of what the statistics say, but of course, this is always the gut feeling, the perception of the players, and we take both of those things into account. So I'm very yeah. interested to see Merlin's release in not even a week away today. Yeah, oh. today is a Wednesday, and he's coming out. You know, very soon, the start well, of the next week, the 11th. We hope. Yep, 11th is the current date for six one, and I, I don't know, man. I'm super excited because as much as people have played him on the PTS. Exponentially more are going to be playing him in life. Oh, yeah. There's going to be five man teams fighting over him. Yeah, good yeah. Know if, Everybody's slamming that lock in button as quick as they can as we're locked right, in. Right. And I'm doing it just, just <laughs> out of spite. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, that's great. Like, fuck you Do guys. we know if it's coming out the same day for console and PC? I believe we are. That was one of the main goals for the new patch cycle is to get them out on the same day. Unfortunately, and if we do some more questions, I know we kind of paused on a tangent there. 
I'm not the most involved on the systems of things, mostly the gameplay mm-hmm. and uh, god design. But if it's not the same day, it's going to be either the day after. And I believe we want to get them as close together as possible, if not already. I mean, once you go cross-platform, you almost have to put them out the same day, right? Right, which is why I believe that it is the same day. Yeah. Because I believe cross-platform is meant to be coming out at 6-1. All right, well, speaking of those questions, Beagle, where are you at? Why aren't you asking any more questions here? Um, you guys are just talking, so. All right, next one is from Ring Wraith Reborn. What do you think is the best ability in terms of synergy effects or animation that is currently in Smite? Oh my gosh, that's, that's loaded. There's so many abilities that feel so good to use and sound good. I think having the animations play well, having the sound effects and the visual effects all play well, as well as obviously the design of the ability is incredibly important for every single god. I mean, there's one that immediately comes to mind, but I wouldn't say it's the best one. Again, I'm biased in a way for the gods that I've worked on, especially because I've spent so much attention on each one of them. That's why they they come to mind first. But uh, one that I actually think was one of my favorites recently, at least, uh, is, is Pele's Ultimate Volcanic Lightning. I was extremely happy with the way she rises into the air and does the, like, holds her daggers out in front of her and does a twirl, and the way the effects of, like, purple and red uh, swirl behind her as well, and then the massive crash of uh, thunder and lightning that you hear when you connect with an enemy. I think that's very, very satisfying for me, and I love the way yeah. that that came together. It's hard to see that when you're running for your life. Sure, exactly. <laughs> and then there's that, you know. All you can hear is pain. You're knocked up in the air, flailing around, like, what's happening to me? Of course, this is, you know, there's the cinematic, cinematic ultimates like Kraken. I think another close one that I really love seeing and hearing um, is Scylla's ultimate, I'm a monster. Uh, I think that's very visceral. As much as that's a buzzword, I believe that's to be true there. Once she rises up into the air, you know, you've got that sweet animation. And depending on the voice back, she might be screaming out, Rawr! As she crashes down to the ground, I think it's very satisfying to hit. <laughs> you know, I immediately, as I, was, I saw that question, one came to mind for me. Best best ability, most satisfying ability in the game too is oh, the raw no. snipe. Oh, raw snipe is great. It's, it's it's simple and it's elegant. Just the best. It's just the best. It's so it is. It's so simple, and it's just like if you can punish people for being dumb. Like mm-hmm. you really think you're just going to back like right there, like <laughs> yeah, I kind of like see you. Y'all yeah, not here? Like hello. You hit someone Giannis from behind so two cool. walls. Yeah, Giannis Alt is, is great. Even just like Agni Alt, right? It, it's it's usually actually a lot of these, you know, mages because that's the ones where you're going to get more abilities, right? Hunters are going to feel uh, visceral in different ways. You know, their auto attacks hitting um, or there's the steroids, Arama Alti, for example. But I think with mages and guardians, even Kerberos Ultimate, Ultimate for example, Stygian Torment, that feels really good too. You get this really nice thunk and crash into the ground as you lo- rise these people into the air. Hmm. I love the feel of the new T5 Ares ult. Oh yeah, that's phenomenal. The oh, animations yeah. they did that on, that was crazy. Yeah, I've been having yeah. fun with that. That ult feels really good now. <laughs> I don't have it. Well, <laughs> I do, but I've Supernatural. Next question is from uh, Yuri. With the coming of Arthur Smite, will we eventually see a King Arthur skin from Fate stay or stay night? (laughs) I would. I Um, I would love to see that. I want to spend the money to get it first. I like I mentioned earlier with the Ravana talk. You know, we've obviously got have to be careful 
with the direction we take our skins. If we get too close um, to other intellectual properties, that might come back to bite us. Uh, I know of this series of that anime. I I don't remember the the King Arthur skin itself on the top of my head, but uh, you know, it's always it's always good to throw those ideas in to the design team and see what comes out of them. Who knows, right? You know, we we've had uh, speaking of ideas, uh, one idea that that's really maintained its steam since we came up with it is the pool player Discordia skin. Pool oh player God, Discordia. Yeah. That's interesting. Yes. Billiards, Discordia. Imagine this. She's in like a business pantsuit <laughs> with a vest. She's got the white button-up shirt with the sleeves rolled up. She probably even has a hat. And, you know, all of her abilities work with pool. They all do. You got the, the cue ball rolling down, knocking out all the little balls. You got, you know, uh, the big green rectangle, you know, just like the shape of a pool <laughs> table. You got a black circle. That's a pocket. and then. You know, the all you can have is a giant eight ball coming down down the lane at you. There you go. That's High pretty five. cool. That's pretty cool. I, I, I want it. I would want it. Either that or a digital dodgy where she has a, a, a nerd a nerd pole of dirt for her. Do all. you uh, do you work on skins at all or just god design? Uh we give in feedback. I've worked very closely with um Tina who works right behind me and she's in uh she's our you know, designer that works a lot on skins and events. Uh, most of the time that I work on skins is mostly uh, creating voice packs. There's been a lot of, you know, new skins and I every designer pitches in with voice packs. So, for example, I worked with AJ on the Tier 5 Ares or uh, the very first voice pack I ever did was actually the Panda Odin because I used to be known mm. as Hyrus Panda. I was very, uh, I very much wanted to do that voice pack and Tina work, helped me uh, work on that even though I wasn't even a designer at the time. There, there are many ones that I've worked on since then. Uh, but that's pretty much as close as I get to skins. Every once in a while, we, we can definitely leave feedback. In fact, I was going to mention one of the more interesting ones that happened recently is during um, a skin brainstorm meeting, one of the designers, Austin, we were just debating on what we want to do for a, a Poseidon skin. And he's, he kind of just threw out this idea that we were all like, he, he thought was kind of a joke. Because, you know, it's always good to just have a sounding board of almost joke ideas, too. Because you never know what that's gonna, what's gonna, that's gonna bring yeah. to the meeting. So he was just like, "Yo, guys, what if we just take Poseidon, Poseidon, and throw him on a hoverboard?" Well, that's now where our vaporwave Poseidon skin just <laughs> evolved into, and that, that literally bec- that literally started with Austin just lying back, smiling, going, "What if we throw him on a hoverboard?" And then it became a real thing. That is super awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, best ideas are in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Next question. From Mr. Nep, is there any old complete set theme skins you're all considering doing another batch? I personally love to see another gentleman, gentleman five set, especially gentleman Chalk because he's singing in the rain. <laughs> gentleman Chalk is pretty good. Um, again, I'm not too close to the to the skin pipeline itself, but I, I know we. People have been enjoying the chibi lineup, and we're definitely, you know, fleshing out more of those as much as we can. Um, not, not necessarily pumping them out particularly, but I think I think we love them as well, so we want to see more of them, right? So I think yeah. the latest one we showed, uh, we have shown recently, is the chibi soul, and she looks really cute and adorable oh my with a little God. dress. Can't wait. So I know there's definitely going to be. I mean, I can't say definitely, but there's probably going to be more of those. Another uh, line that people are going to say they, they don't like as much. In fact, I'm not sure really what to call it is, but is like the spirit line that we did for Apwash, for example. Um, I think Apwash and Izanami currently have them. 
I did the voice back yeah. actually for Izanami, and I was I was very excited because if you if you listen to it, it's extremely yeah. creepy, and yes, that, that was the vibe I, I wanted I like to give. If a tree falls in the woods and there's no yep. one around to hear it, there's a reason well, you remember, why. Yep. That, uh, that was me. I wrote that voice line. There's there's, there's a couple that, of those that made that, uh, me laugh out loud. I love that one. I like some that jokes. Is- fucking great <laughs> well i appreciate that that was, i actually worked on that voice pack so i worked we actually get on the call with the voice actors as well so that's always a fun time i did the the loki dashing deceiver voice pack with j michael tatum and i was a little fan of him from anime as well so it was really cool getting to experience that with him in fact even i, I can't talk about voice packs and not go on with uh chernabog chernabog's voice actor was doug cockle or Geralt from the witcher that was an amazing experience awesome hell yeah yeah, those games were awesome, too. They are awesome. But, to, you know, to go backwards, I think seeing, you know, more chibi is always going to be nice. I love the spirited skins myself, because they're just that beautiful men. Bakasura has one, right? I think he was mm-hmm. one of the first, as well as with Apwash. They're, like, creepy and cute, and that's just an interesting vibe. All right. Guy, why don't you uh, pick some of the good questions out of this next bunch? All right. We're going to run through them real quick. I guess it was, was it your birthday five days ago? Oh my god, who, who said that? We got Flare Boot. Yeah, of course. Says, what is the most appropriate birthday present to get you? Also, uh, happy uh, birthday. Uh. And Titan Cupcake. Of course. Responded, yep. is, is it your birthday? <laughs> my colleague as well. Uh, okay, I might as well go. I, have you guys heard about this? The, no. the My Birthday meme? I might as well talk about it here, because why not? Uh, I'm surprised you guys have, haven't heard of it. It's a running joke amongst the community that it is my birthday every day. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's where that came from. Some sometimes I'll go I'll go weeks where I do not get wish happy birthday, and those weeks are some of the most peaceful. Other times <laughs> it'll come out as a joke, or I will wish someone else happy birthday, and then it becomes my birthday immediately. Um, <laughs> through trend, so, so you get embarrassed at restaurants a lot, is what you're saying. Luckily, it doesn't transfer too much into. It's, I'm, I'm going to say real life because work to me isn't really real life. It's like this own area where I just go to every day. That is just kind of like again, it's it's a dream job. It really is, and I love working with my colleagues. But it doesn't translate too much to real life, which is awesome because that would be extremely embarrassing. But the reason. <laughs> Since we're going this far into it, the reason why that all started actually is because I used to live with uh, the production boys. I used to live with Brad uh, Ponpon at the time. Actually, we lived there too. Uh, Adonis and Peckies, who all actually work in pretty much different spots now. And I noticed that Adonis was streaming. So I went, and he was streaming Outlast, I believe, at the time, which is, of course, if you guys know, is a horror game. So I decided it'd be funny to crawl up behind his door, well, not really crawl up, just sneak. Sneak is probably a much better word for that. And to give him a, like, give him a jump scare in real life as he was playing that game, and, you know, that <laughs> that was an awesome experience. In fact, to give him a plug out, it's actually on his YouTube channel. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I know he has that clip on there, and you can see me in the, ca- in the, the webcam before just sneakily getting closer <laughs> and closer in the darkness. So, that... That happens. The very next day, I was actually streaming on Smite Game at the time, because I did a little stint as a Smite Game streamer. And I was just going ahead, streaming, playing Assault, I think it was at the time. And everyone barges into my room from the household with a cake, just singing Happy Birthday while I'm streaming (laughs) to these a thousand or so uh, people. And at the time, I didn't even have editor privileges, so they even changed the title of the stream 
to have it's like it's my birthday clumsy or something like that and i couldn't even change that so that's where as because of my prank it backfired onto me and it's been my birthday every day since then well you reap what you sell wow so you Uh, must be getting uh, pretty old then i i am that's definitely the other part of that is how old um are pandas because i'm also known as the panda in the community or high-risk panda because i went on that on twitter for a year uh, how old is the panda? And uh, at this point, I'm definitely a couple hundred years old. That's how it feels. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, all right. Next question we have is from Duncan Sibley. He says, Herc Adventure 3 oh, man. or Island Pele Adventure or any adventure. When are we going to get one? Island Pele Adventure. I don't know what that would be, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> I think that actually be a really cool environment. I'll have, to, I'll, I'll have to think on that. I don't work on adventures myself anymore. I uh, kind of traded places with Daniel Fishman, who used to be a god designer, and he's been the lead of designers, and he's worked on the last ones recently, um, ever since Daji's The Daji Adventure, um, which was the last one that I worked on. Another one? I'm not sure. Maybe? I, I don't know the current adventure pipeline, or maybe I do, and I just can't say, but talk about it. There's <laughs> always, always that. There's uh, always tweet. that option. But, yeah, know. exactly. So I'm going to leave that ambiguous and just go back with the, the old sentiment of, Damn, I really loved those the Hercules adventure. I was extremely proud of them. I'm I'm never going to stop saying that because they were an amazing uh project to work on. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off on that tangent there one more time. You said you played a lot of WoW, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I'll bunch Did of you have. play the Hercules adventure? Mm-hmm. The first one, the first RPG. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember the the boar boss? Yes. Can you tell what that boss was an homage to? Because it was definitely immediately an homage to a wild boss. Was it Hogger? <laughs> no, it was <laughs> it was um it was Anixia. If you remember correctly, he had those boar nests, boar caves, and he would do a swipe attack that would knock players towards those caves. And if you were ever close right. to them, it would spawn boars. I I wanted that so bad, and I got to work <laughs> on all the bosses in the gameplay. Because it was an homage to Anixia tail swiping players into the eggs, which again, if you're a WoW player, that's uh, you know the Crushum got feared into the whelps moment. Exactly. So you know you get Who swiped the into the boars. <laughs> Stop dots. Okay, more dots. <laughs> Fifty DKP minus. I love all of that. So that oh, was. Uh, I uh, wanted uh, to get that in so bad. Dude, that video even transcends the game. I've shown it to people that you know have no idea what WoW is. But they can watch that video and appreciate it and laugh. Oh, at it. of course. But if you know WoW and you understand those those in jokes as well, it just makes it even more sweet. So I wanted the adventures to give you that experience of really playing an RPG with your friends, um, whether it was literally and to have a boss that was an homage or just the you know the environments and the the different mobs that you fought against. Uh, the adventures and the, were all a, a really fun experience to work on. And again, I know that has nothing to do with the question, but I love the dungeons. Mm-hmm. I can't say that enough. Yeah. Next one we got is from Shibellarino. Shibellarino. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to do game design? What is the hardest part of your job? And do you have any advice for people looking to enter the gaming industry? Okay, so let's take that one at a time. Um, what was that? What was the first one? What, what made you made want, to want to do to? game design? I mean, as a kid, I was a gamer from you know a very young age. I think there's probably... Almost all of us who have played games at one time and thought, yo, I can make games, I can do this. 
this seems like a, a you know a fun job to do one day. And that was definitely something that I, I aspired towards. I didn't really think I'd ever get my hands into this field. Um, obviously, IT and computer science and all that was my passion. I wasn't really the best student. I didn't enjoy homework. I didn't enjoy tests. I didn't enjoy the process of like learning subjects that I didn't want to know more about. You know, like history was always interesting, but if I wasn't affiliated with that subject, then I didn't, I really didn't have that motivation. But when it came to gaming, uh, that's that's something that I loved, and that felt almost silly at the time, right? Because ga- you can't just be... At, at the time, you really couldn't be a professional gamer. That wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So I moved into the Smite realm. I became a semi-professional gamer. I was a semi-professional coach. Uh, the time is for Resist Gaming and the the Fat Chunks Assemble, and even Complexity with um, Kiki, who is my current roommate actually right now, as well as um, uh, Allied. Love the guy. Uh, and Incon and Weekend at the time. Uh, and from there, I just transitioned to actually getting my hands on the game design field. Uh, that was my in. Being a professional player, in a sense, was one method to get in. In fact, I actually used to cast a little bit with Hindu Man in the old EGL European tournaments. So I was actually going to try my hand at casting as well. Um, but I got my my in into the design fields, and that's definitely the way I wanted to go. Hell yeah. And he says, what's the hardest part of your job? Oh, God, what is the hardest part of my job? Well, it used to be when I wasn't a game designer, waking up every morning, right? That's the old <laughs> traditional phrase. And I really felt that to be true. I was um, a, a dental insurance business analyst before I worked on games. And man, waking up every morning and going to a job you don't enjoy is, was the hardest part there. Here? At a higher as in smite? Oh, my <laughs> Hard moments really only exist due to time <laughs> pressure and... What you're working on, for example, last month I was working on the season six because I was working on the gameplay for that and I was creating, doing all the meetings for that, as well as Merlin, as well as starting up Jormungandr. That was stressful because there was a lot of things happening at the same time, but it was never really too hard. It was never something that I couldn't overcome. And that's just because if you enjoy what you're doing, nothing is really that bad. So that's what I'm probably going to leave it with that. Hell yeah, living the dream. Nerding out. That's <laughs> what says, my wife calls it, at least, when I do Oh, absolutely. He being a nerd again? Yes, I am, dear. <laughs> <laughs> no, his last part is, do you have any advice for people looking to enter the gaming industry? Uh, absolutely. I've actually answered that question a lot of times for people over these years. It's not something that I ever thought I would ever be qualified to talk about, because I'm still very much a gamer, and I, I still surprise sometimes that I'm a dev. But... If I had to go back and, you know, give advice to people who are trying to get into the gaming industry, or give advice to myself, that's how I think of it. What would I do better? What should I have done more when I was in that field? Is, well, first of all, now that I have some insight, is to understand what part of game design you want to work on. If you want to be a game designer or a developer, that can mean so many different things. Do you want to work on programming? Do you want to work on animations or on effects or on tech art or be a producer or just be, you know, a game designer and um, work on the gameplay? And balance, knowing what you want to do is so incredibly important. And one way of finding more information and the next step as well, so it's kind of a joint bullet point there, is just if you are interested in game design in the slightest, go ahead, look up a tutorial, figure out whether you want to download Unreal Engine 4 or Unity and make something. It can be the simplest thing. Uh, they both are free environments and not too hard to use to, to just understand. Go ahead on YouTube, find a tutorial make a snake, make, it doesn't need to be game, make a calculator, 
go ahead and try it out. Even if you don't want to be a programmer, a lot of you can just follow the tutorials dot for dot and understand which thing you enjoy the most, what process was something you really grew close to, whether it's animating, whether it's designing, whether it's art or drawing. And from there, you can really start pushing all of your eggs into one basket and figure out what you want to do. And it's also a great experience and a great thing to have projects in your portfolio for when you want to apply for game design studios. If you don't have a portfolio, if you don't, if you're trying to be an artist, for example, and you don't, if you've never drawn something for anyone before, then you're never going to be accepted, right? You have to have something in your portfolio to show off. Even if it's super small, it doesn't matter. Even if you just followed a tutorial, it doesn't matter. But you have to show the project. You have to show passion for the project. And that's what's most important. Awesome. Next one we have is some Jade Rabbit. Says, can we expect Nut in the future as Geb mentions her in an unused <laughs> voice line? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I think there are a couple of times where we may record extra lines and sometimes we don't use them. That must have been a directed taunt, I would assume. And they might have thought, you know, may as well keep that in there for one day if we do newts. I'm never going to give away what our god roster is. Uh, I would just say, you know, it's always a possibility. It's There's been more emphasis on exploring different pantheons recently. Ever since we did the triple pantheon release with Chernabog, Baron, and Pele, where we did three completely different pantheons, we've wanted to try and explore other ones, but also bring it back. We've, you know, we mentioned we were going to be doing Horus and Set this year. Um, and obviously Jormungandr is one of our current pantheons of the Norse pantheon. That doesn't mean we're going to just do the traditional gods or do completely out there ones. We know what the community wants, and sometimes we're going to try and fulfill those too. Completely awesome. ambiguous answer. Because I can't just say yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It was an Next entertaining one. one, so that's good. Next one that's we has cool. is from High Res Ryu. Oh <laughs> my god, are you serious? Okay, so that's. Uh, <laughs> he says, what is your favorite thing about Titan Ryu asking for a friend? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I love Richard, uh, which is Titan Ryu. I'm not just saying that because he may be listening or he asked that question. <laughs> what what was it exactly? What is my favorite thing about Titan Ryu <laughs> asking your, for a friend? What is your favorite thing about Titan Ryu asking his, for a friend? Easy. Super easy. His smile and his enthusiasm. He oh, he yeah. absolutely um, came into this team and worked his ass off and has made Smite better in every way. And he does it all with a smile. He comes into the design cube and whenever he talks something, you know he's doing it because he cares. And wanting to care about the game and doing it with a smile and doing it with enthusiasm and passion, I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that. And the next part of his question is, what would you rather fight, 100 titan-sized <laughs> horses or one horse-sized titan? One horse-sized titan or, oh my god. Yeah, that's gotta be it. One horse-sized titan. There's right. no way I'm gonna verse. <laughs> that'd be the, isn't one thing meant to be big and one thing small? Those are both pretty big. <laughs> All right. The next one we have is from Impish Coconut. He says, Merlin's teleport feels better than to use than Blink. Is his teleport using the same tech as Blink? And if not, can you update <laughs> Blink to use the same tech? Um, no. It is... I mean, okay, that's that's not true. It, in fact, what was I saying no to? I, I'm the only one that can answer that, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, I was saying no to something at completely different points in my head. It actually started off being exactly Blink. Literally, the way our development process works is that if we have something similar, um, cat, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, this is what I was talking about. 
<laughs> gets around underneath the mic and realizes that I'm talking to friends and wants to interject too. Um, he wants to, he wants to join the conversation. Exactly. So the way we do things on the dev process is that if we have an ability or an item or anything that works the way we want um, a god a temporary god ability to work, we start by just just taking that ability. Uh, we don't you know we don't need to work on on Merlin's blink for scratch if we've got blink in the game. So we you know we started with the blink foundation and then we wanted to see <laughs> we wanted to see what we need to change from there. So the very foundations of blink is very of Merlin's flicker even is definitely you know programmatically blink itself i think we probably have to go in and change a couple of things i believe merlin actually scales his size of his mesh a little bit while he's in that flicker animation but it's almost completely the blink code i, w I would assume obviously i need to check with the programmers to make sure that that statement is factual but it, it it is very similar to blink i think the main differences are probably just the effects the trail the sounds um but yeah i, I would say it's pretty much exactly the same did you cat to be kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah, she's usually not that vocal. <laughs> she's telling us what she thinks about Merlin's mm -hmm. blink. Merlin's OP. All right, guys, another, <laughs> another one or two, and let's, let's move on to our session uh, at the Crashing Gun. Intrigued. BC, oh, okay. BC man says, as an old Nox main, are you ever considering using her old old the anti-cast one for a new god? The anti-cast ultimate. So I, I played Old Nox. I think was I just was I in the dev side for that? I can't remember at the time. An anti-cast ultimate. I think the idea there was very cool. What's always scary. There's a couple of abilities like that that people pitch many times, which you know that we we may or may not have implemented. Another example, um, close to that is you know Mana Steel, which we in a way, uh, I w it was an experiment with Ethereal Staff to do something similar. But the problem with those ideas is that to have it in a balanced state might cause it to just be extremely oppressive, right? It's something that is fun for you, or sometimes not even that fun for you, but it's extremely anti-fun for the other player. I would say we could definitely revisit it and maybe look at bringing it in as a, a healthier ability where maybe the anti-cast mechanic is uh, not the core function of that ability, but is something that is, you know, toned down a little bit and brought to a healthier state and is functioning with other parts of the ability itself. But it is definitely important to be aware of why we removed it in the first place, and that's because it was probably something that was very oppressive and wasn't that fun for the other players to experience. All right, I have one from Heb. Heb. Mm -hmm. Heb. He says, what goes into deciding whether old characters are worthy of using updated tech for their mechanic? Um, I wish that one came with an example, because what old characters yeah. using updated it tech does for come their up mechanics. with multi-examples. It says, the updated Nemesis dash feels amazing, even on high ping. Mm. On instant cast, the targeter for part two doesn't come up, so you can left-click to auto-attack. Meanwhile, Susana 1 and Jing 10 3 feel clunky and inconsistent on high ping. I think, go ahead. Uh, you know, I think a big part of that probably comes <laughs> with whether we're revisiting that tech with other gods or with items, for example. We generally try and keep all of our gods in a healthy spot, especially when they, you know, they're released and we go through the bug process and we have feedback from other players to make sure that they don't feel too poor. But we can't always test everything ourselves. I think the best process for all games, not just ours, is, you know, once it's in the PTS environment, once it's live, you have 
thousands and tens of thousands of players playing that god and you're getting so many hours on, of testing that you just can't replicate that internally. We, to answer the statement more directly, we most likely would revisit older gods with updated mechanics and updated tech when we do something similar for a new go- newer god. I don't know whether that was the case for Nemesis Dash, but I believe that was probably it, where we did a similar dash on a newer god and we decided, hey, it would be a quality of life fix to revisit this with a similar with similar dashes. Um, or sometimes we just, we don't always realize what may feel awkward. Obviously, we, we are aware of the, the feedback on Jing Chen. We, we are aware of some of the older gods who may feel a little bit clunky, but that's not always the best reason to revisit them. It also depends on the workload and what it costs. A lot of people don't realize that if we want to just change something simple for an old god that may take a lot of animation work, that may take a lot of effects work, for every single skin that that god has. Um, and obviously this is the programming work of it too. So we have to really be aware of the costs and what exactly the issues may be uh, and then revisit them accordingly. And right. the last one we have, well, I'm just going to give a shout out to American Zombie here. He's got a question, but you've already answered it. It's about the Avengers, the Ventures in Season 6, so we'll go ahead and skip mm-hmm. it, but I'll give him a shout out anyways. Oh, that, that was it? That's it. Oh, I thought there was still one question. No, we've already <laughs> answered all right, it. It's gotcha. over. All right. Well, thanks for the questions, folks. Keep it up. Yeah, Good absolutely. Job. If you guys ever have any more questions, I mean, I'm going to give my details out towards the end. But I, I love fielding questions. I love talking about that, about Smite in general. So definitely keep shooting them at me. High five. So for this week, for our session of progression, we're going to talk about Ooh. Giannis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. dude. We haven't talked about him yet, and you you said you you love him and 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 oh, yeah, that. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> if Yuki were here, all right. So today we're talking about Giannis, uh, Roman god of amongst other things, beginnings, gates, transitions, time, duality, doorways, passages, and endings. Uh, as is in the game, depicted as having two two sides of a head. So he has a head on the front and the back. As he is sees the future and the past at the same time, um, a particularly interesting thing about him, uh, while he had no temple of his own, he was in every uh, Roman rite. So every time there was a rite or tradition performed, uh, he was called a name at the beginning and the end. So... Kind of interesting in that fact. No, no other Roman gods or goddesses cross over into literally every religious ceremony. Um, there is kind of a other version of Giannis that was specifically for harbors in the water, uh, but the gates that lead in and out of Rome uh, were named after him because obviously they're the ins and outs of the city. So preaching in that fact uh, nothing too wacky or crazy uh, but just a lot of things anytime you know traveling or what have you he would kind of be invoked his name would be spoken or prayer would be said um, that's really about it for Giannis he's not not crazy he's just kind of everywhere because he's involved in every ritual but if he doesn't show up then you just heard me say that and you know, that's what you get. Because uh, sometimes I'm lazy when I edit. <laughs> but for now, Dan, why don't you uh, read off Giannis's abilities here real quick, and then Clumsy will uh, give us the lowdown on how to play him. <laughs> okay. okay. 
Uh, Giannis's passive passages. That was almost really hard to say, actually. Um, anytime Giannis transitions through a portal or over a threshold, he becomes aged and wizened, gaining additional magical scaling on his next ability cast. And that is 15%. His one is portal. Giannis creates a portal in the world. If placed on a wall, the portal will create a passage through to the other side of the wall that Giannis or any ally may use. The portal may be entered from either side, but closes after one use. If placed on the ground, enemies and Giannis will fall into the portal, being teleported into the air above it. Enemies take damage upon landing and are considered banished during the fall. The damage is 80 to 280 plus 60% of your magical power. The wall portal, wall portal duration is 5 seconds. The banished duration when you, it's on the ground is 1.5 seconds. And the wall portal range is 100 units. Unstable Vortex is 2. Giannis creates two unstable portals, far too small to fit into, and flings them forward, dealing damage to enemies in their path. Enemies hit by both portals take 15% damage on the second hit. The damage is 100 to 360 plus 80% of your magical power. Jesus, that's a lot. <laughs> I knew it was a lot, but damn, that's a lot. Whew, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> His three, uh, threshold, passive. Giannis increases the movement speed of himself and allies each time they go through a portal or over a threshold, max two stacks. Active. Giannis opens a multidimensional rift. Enemies who pass over the rift are slowed and marked with phase. Targets in phase take additional magical scaling damage when hit by Giannis's damaging abilities. Okay, lots of little stuff. Phase slow is 25%. That would be on enemies. The rift duration is 3 to 5 seconds scaling. The passive duration is 5 seconds, so you get the 5 seconds of the speed buff. The additional scaling is 20 to 60, and the movement speed is 10 to 30% per portal. Damn, 30% per portal? That's fast. That's what she said. Wow. <laughs> okay. Alright, alright. Now we're talking about the real big boy, the Kamehameha through space and time. Giannis blasts a ball of multidimensional energy across the battlefield, burning a portal into every surface it encounters within range 500. These portals last 10 seconds, may be used by allies, and do not vanish after the first use. Enemies hit by the energy ball take damage, increasing in magical scaling the further the energy travels. Giannis is immune to crowd control whilst firing. The damage is 300 to 700 plus 75% of your magical power. And the distance scaling is 100% of your magical power at distance greater than 800. So that's like, that's like 175% scaling and 700 base damage at, uh, wow. And max range, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's... That's a little bit of damage. At the what the fuck just hit me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little wee bit of damage. Don't you guys think? Nah. Yeah, it's pretty rough. You look at the map and you see that little line going across the screen. And you're like right in the path. And you're like, oh my god. Yeah, you just suddenly have a, a bad feeling. You're like, eh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, suddenly you're stunned in place. So, so, <laughs> suddenly I don't feel so well. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I did not realize that his two did that much damage. Base. Right. It, it's a pretty high amount of damage, but it's kind of also one his only ability that he uses for damage outside of his ultimate. Obviously, the portal exists, but most of the time, you're either going to use that to set up the vortex, which means it's going to be damage, or you're going to use that and hold that to escape. So the reason why it's so front-loaded with the damage is because it's kind of the only ability you're going to be throwing out consistently. Right, right, exactly. It makes sense, and it, it it's a lot of fun on Giannis, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, once that ability is down, he's basically just running around in circles waiting until it comes back up again, right? Like, right. a lot of gods, if a lot of mages especially, if they have multiple abilities, they can fire one out, and you still need to be somewhat threatened by what their capabilities are, right? Like, if an Agni especially, he can have multiple abilities plus three charges of his ultimate, but when Giannis uses his Unstable Vortex, he's got no cards left up his sleeve in terms of damage. You know what he's going to be doing, and that's waiting. Mm-hmm. Or running. Or juking. Exactly. Or jabbing. You gotta put them ukes on. Dodge, 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 and more dodge. Yes. Dodge, dive, dip, dive, dip, duck, and dodge. dodge. I was trying to recall, and then I choked, so I decided <laughs> to just repeat the same word five times. Alright. So, anyway, uh, Clumsy here, so... Mm-hmm. You're, you're loading uh, Giannis up here in the mid lane on, on the old Conquest map. Yeah, uh, absolutely. How do you get things started with them here as far as abilities uh, and build-outs and combos and then, you know, build-wise as well? Yeah. Uh, well, with Giannis, you absolutely want to max your Unstable Vortex. Um, I see little reason... Well, okay, that's not true at all. I think you can definitely max your portal or your threshold. Um, after that, your threshold will probably be used if you want to play much more passively because your portal is not going to be gaining cooldown reduction as you rank it up. But if you want to be aggressive, you can definitely uh, max your portal next. That's what I like to do, because I'm a very aggressive Giannis. I like getting that combo of portal and then unstable vortex back-to-back. I think that is nasty, and once you, if you can actually hit both of them together and hit the, the inside double balls of unstable vortex, you're going to be sending an enemy back to base, basically. So I would go with the skill priority of unstable vortex into portal into threshold, obviously skilling through space and time at every chance you can get. That's not what everyone does. If you're not going to be using your through space and time aggressively, then there's absolutely no reason to level it up past the first level. Because if you're not going to be using it for the damage, that's all it does when you're scaling it. So you can put more points into your unstable vortex, get more damage out, put more points into your portal, get more damage out on that, or even use the utility of the thresholds, and then save your uh, through space and time ranks afterwards. At the beginning of the game, for sure, you want to be getting Mage's Blessing, Season 5 and Season 6. Mage's Blessing is almost core. Uh, Book of Thoth meta is is still there. I would say in Season 6, it might still exist. It might be harder to rush into, especially with the changes on its conversion. But I think a very safe option would definitely be go, go with Mage's Blessing. You need that extra damage early on, um, especially since we nerfed the cooldown on, on, on Sable Vortex. Also, building into early Chronos Pendant is something I like to go, so getting that Mage's Blessing, Lost Artifact, Purification Beads, as well as some Healing Pots and Mana Pots would be my preferable uh, loadout for the beginning of the game. Then converting your next items into Shoes of the Magi and getting a quick Chronos Pendant is really good too. Spear of the Magus, picking that up second or third is very important. I love Spear of Desolation too, so you can definitely pick that up as well. Bancrofts is a pretty... Safe item too. He gives gives Giannis loads of life steal, loads of power. To be honest, also since season six is coming up, might as well say you can turn that 
Lost Artifact into a Doom Orb, or I think a Cursed Orb is the is the first tier of that. I'm not sure if it's Cursed or Radiant right now, because we went back on that internally, so I can't even remember. And then building that into a Doom Orb late game, but you definitely want to get a Kronos Pendant too. Um, I don't like building into defenses as, as an aggressive mage, so unless you really need uh, a Magi's Cloak or a Celestial Legion Helm, I would say try and avoid them, unless obviously you're versing a Loki like we talked about earlier. Otherwise, getting your core items of Shoes of the Magi, Kronos Pendant, Spear of Desolation, Spear of the Magus is extremely important. And probably an Obsidian Shard, too. Yeah, that Ob Shard, Last Island, is really, really strong on mages. Yeah, you need that to be able to hit the tank. Soul Reaver is still a, a pretty good item. Obviously, it did get nerfed going into Season 6, so we're still going to have to wait to see its viability. You can also go heavier on the Lifesteal by going into Bancroft's Typhon's Fang and Soul Gem. Soul Gem is pretty good on Giannis as well. Yeah, I really like running Giannis in the jungle, too. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. possible. Ponpon loves talking about Giannis Jungle. I've definitely seen it before. He doesn't bring that much CC into his ganks, but he <laughs> does bring that damage, and you don't know when and where he's going to be with his you know, abilities to go through walls. I just think it'd be, it'd be like the perfect game where you're like, you know, you're floating through the jungle on the other side of the map, duo lane calls for a gank, and you just get a double kill and like left and then gank right lane at the same time. Oh, you know, yeah. Just I mean, like I guess perfect didn't, life. Mm -hmm. I didn't talk too much about, you know, the way you play him or anything, but for the most part, you know, Giannis, like I said earlier, is a, he's a one-trick pony. Um, in terms of his damage, you want to cast an Unstable Vortex out. You need to cast it on the wave. You don't have too much outside of that for poke. Um, using your portal aggressively is a very scary tactic because if you get ganked right after your portal is on cooldown, you're pretty much dead unless you've got that ultimate. Of course, you want to stay close to walls at all times of conquest. In Arena, he's going to be doing a lot, um, a lot less. He's actually definitely not one of the strongest gods in Arena because you don't have many walls to access. Which side conquest, of the column am I going to be on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've seen some people get some sweet through space and time snipes while the enemy is trying to run back into their base. But for the most part, in Conquest, you want to stay close to walls because that's your greatest ally. If you're going to get ganked, you might as well be near a wall. I've seen many Yannis escape Odin ulti because if they're hugging a wall, that cage is not going to do anything. You just pull right on through and you just go on your merry way. But if you can, your 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 mega combo for sure is going to be using that portal, unstable vortex, getting that threshold down on the enemy as well in between uh, for more easy, confirmable damage, starting with your threshold to slow your enemy, and then going into your portal unstable vortex will be much easier. That's kind of what I like to do if I have my ultimate beats available in case I get ganked. The big trap that Giannis players fall into, which I think is actually one of the reasons why he is so low statistically on the win rate, is because his threshold is one of his highest damage output abilities, right? It gives his next damage ability 60 extra scaling late game, which is huge. That, mean that, that means that Unstable Vortex, if you're hitting someone with a threshold, is going to be procking for 60% extra damage in terms of your magical power scaling. So threshold is extremely important to use offensively if you really want to get your maximum Janus potential out there. You, th worrying about your passive, I would say, is actually not that big of a deal. I've being a dev and looking into Yannis many times, I've, done, I've run the numbers. Your passive is important, but really it's not going to be contributing that much to your overall damage uh, output. I would say keeping that threshold to use on enemies to slowing, as well as having those enemies slowed for the rest of your teammates is incredibly useful. You, you can probably get more damage out using your threshold into Unstable Vortex and holding your portal um, to escape if needs be, if you don't have your ultimate available. 
And see, that's a good piece of advice because I always see everybody drops their portal then hits you with the unstable vortex. Mm-hmm. If you can get that combination off, that's great. Like, you're going to be setting someone back, but I would only really use that aggressively if you know you're going to get a kill, which is hard. The portal um, deploy time isn't that quick. I think it's around the same as Kronos's um, time rifts. But, you know, just using your unstable vortex and using a threshold aggressively may give you more damage opportunities more consistently, and then saving that portal for when you need to escape, or if you really want to all-in on someone, is probably a good choice, too. Alright, so, if if you had to spill the beans on, like, one of, like, the, here's the secrets on how to, like, really do well, or, or something really cool with them, what secret would you spill right in, right now? As <laughs> a Giannis? Yeah. Um, you can kill yeah. yourself on the Joust map. Oh, well, I've that's, seen a, that's an interesting one. Oh, I've seen a video of the guy yeah. put it on the wall with Ares oh, and grabbed like three people and went through the portal and pulled all three people sure, through the portal. You can actually, it was crazy. Yep, you can Ares ultimate through through the Giannis portals, I believe. That'd but I mean, cool. using, you know, <laughs> one of the main plays that I love doing, in fact, I, I think I did this in a tournament once before I was even um, a dev, was, you know, the dropship tactic, right? If you ward up the enemies. Uh, back camps or by speed buff and you you have a phoenix down just bringing in your entire team maybe with a heavenly wings as well and drop shipping right into that titan and taking it out is always a ton of fun but i would say your key thing that you want to remember as a Giannis player is just your positioning you have a lot of movement speed you're extremely mobile with just your passive on threshold which is the increased movement speed that you just want to be running around uh shaman's ring is another item that i didn't mention earlier which gives you increased movement speed and even more damage which is incredibly useful for Giannis. Uh, Doom Orb in Season 6, I mentioned that once, will be incredibly important as well to give him increased movement speed too. Just, you know, moving around your enemies and finding the right place to be, uh, using your ultimate either for mobility or for that, that cheeky snipe, snipe even, is going to be incredibly important. Yeah. I think Season 6, I'm just going to be a Giannis jungle main. <laughs> I mean, why not? Mm. I mean, uh, what I heard was a Merlin jungle main, right? No, no. He's fine with Giannis. Yep, yep. He's Actually, you know what? Jungle main, <laughs> right. I'll be I'll be Giannis will be a support. fallback, but Merlin will be the main. <laughs> Just make sure you pick that gem of isolation on Merlin. It feels real Ooh, good. Does it feel real good? Oh, yeah, it's going to feel mm. real good. Oh, yeah. Imagine fire stance with a slow as well. Like, I, was about, I was thinking about ice with the blizzard. And then Blizzard slowing more, down. Frostfall taking the extra damage uh, yeah, for hitting right, slowed right. enemies just with Gem of Isolation. Mm. Even Arcane slowing people down so they can't leave that uh, Eclipse. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. There's like the said, real tip we were we looking for. We are back for. on Merlin again. Oh, I can't <laughs> I, I can't stop myself. I'm extremely uh, excited for his release. Uh, so are uh, we. I promise you that. So, so <laughs> two, two other questions. One, you know, uh, a uh, quick one, and then I don't know on one, but uh, the quick one is uh, what skin for him, and the not so quick one is you come into conquest, you look on the other side of mid lane, and there's Giannis. What's what's how do you beat him? All right, let's start with that and can go with the gameplay. I mentioned a little bit earlier. Recognize that Giannis needs to use his unstable vortex in a very unorthodox way. Right, he he really wants to hit both uh, portals of his unstable vortex every time he's firing it on both sides of the minions on both the archers and the melee so he has to position himself incredibly uniquely and that's either extremely close range on the melees or further back you know a couple units back to make sure he hits both parts of the wave so that means he is extremely predictable 
You know where he's going to be every time he wants to hit minions, and you can utilize that to your advantage, especially because, like I mentioned earlier, is that once he's used that Uncivil Vortex, he has no damage output. He can sure he can throw a cheeky portal at you, but that's almost even more dangerous. I mean, if you're an Agni, and he throws his Uncivil Vortex, and you get close up into his face, and he throws a portal at you, you just dash at him and unload your entire kit. He's got nothing left. So utilizing the time between his Unstable Vortexes is how you kill Giannis quickly. Yeah, when I play Opwash, I always like, because I always watch him for a few ways and see where he's standing at to clear the wave, and then I just start firing off in that same that spot. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, what skin? Man, I am extremely happy with all the Giannis skins. Um, I have I have one or two that's my favorite. I know a lot of people are probably going to be like, oh, what, you don't choose base drop as your initial immediate favorite? Eh, it's cool. I like the effects. I like the sounds. Um, the immediate favorite for me was just Jandroid to start with. I think it's extremely iconic. I love the voice pack and the way he sounds. Uh, I definitely think that's one of my favorite skins for his. I'm not actually that fond of Worldwalker myself, although I know a lot of people love the effects there. I think they're they're cool. Um, but I'd rather go with Jandroid and Warp Tech. I'm also definitely a little bit biased towards Warp Tech because I wrote the voice pack for that skin, and I loved the way it came out. I was very happy with the voice actor we found. So Warp Tech, Giannis, and Jandroid are by far my favorites. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, there, there, there's how you play Giannis and um, what skins to use. Uh, as always, oh, feel free to hop into Discord to continue on any conversations about any questions here on any of the gods during our session of progression? All right. Uh, how you doing on time there, Clumsy? Uh, I got a couple more minutes, but I'm ready to wrap it up whenever you guys are. All right. Well, uh, we were just going to go into our games of the week after you left. So, um, you know, uh, anything <laughs> else? Any other questions that we have here, folks? Or any that maybe we skipped over if we got a few minutes? Guy? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Oh, it's all good. Like, hum. <laughs> I kind of asked my question. My main question was just when the patch was going to come out because I'm just waiting for season six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, anything on Jormungandr you can tell us? Um, I'm extremely excited for him as well. Unfortunately, I'm not actually going to be there on the patch notes show because I'm heading out to GDC on that same day. But I know AJ is going to be there talking about all the goodies. He. I'm not going to say anything spoiler-wise, but he is one big snake. So look out for that. I think that that whole concept to me, I'm like, no, that's pretty cool. That's a cool way of handling, you know, who he, you know, who he is, and how do you translate that onto this battleground? I I I was impressed. There's going to be some fun things to look out for there. Yeah, yeah, the whole like no knockup thing and all that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for him, without a doubt. He's coming along together very well. We just actually had a playtest earlier today. I'm not going to give any more details, but like <laughs> I said, he, he's a big snake, and uh, yeah, you're definitely going to notice that on the battlefield. Hmm. So, you know, I, I got a question. How often do you guys, you know, when it comes to new gods, new, new uh, you know, abilities and so forth, how much do you actually look to the community for that? Um, for new gods and abilities specifically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, how often do you you know do you visit that? Well, like, you know, there's a lot of good community god ideas, skin concepts. I'm sure you know abilities so and stuff. Skin concepts. I'm sure we. I mean, we all trawl through the Reddit all the time. Reddit, social media, Twitter, even the forums as well. Those are all important um, uses. Every designer is going to get something different out of each of those. 
uh, skins. I mean, obviously we're very aware of our skin concepts. Sometimes we may not agree with some of what some of the community wants, but sometimes, you know, we do uh, quite closely, you know, try and get along with some of the community ideas and the vibes. I mean, that's how, you know, the Vulcan skin came about. That's how the Jonque skin that's coming out. I think it's actually already out, right? The Oogie Boogie skin mm-hmm. has, yep. um, um, existed. Uh, on my side for abilities and the design of gods themselves, again, I, every designer is going to do something a little bit different for their, for their gods that they work on. We all have our own workflow. I like to look at Reddit for inspiration before I am a, like working on a god myself. So I like looking at Reddit, see what they're suggesting. It's it's all actually not very surprising, right? I, I'm someone who plays a lot of different MOBAs at the same time. I've come from a League of Legends background. I've come from a Dota background. I've come from a, even a Heroes of the Storm background. So a lot of these ideas you actually see are not necessarily unique. And I'm not bashing the community, but they're usually reflections of other games. And since, you know, all of us designers and, in fact, so many people at the company are gamers, we see that uh, reflection as well. So once I'm on the God process, I try and do my best actually not to look at specific suggestions for gods that are also there. So, for example, with Jormungandr, I'm sure there are a lot of uh, community suggestions for specific abilities. And I will do my best not to look at them initially until I'm happy with a couple of ones that I've already created myself. And then after that, I will look at what other people have suggested and see if they've really brought something that enhances the way we want Yorm to be played and the way we think he should exist in our game. And if that's the case, then there's definitely some times where we might be like, okay, you know what? That twist that this person has taken might actually be more useful on what we've done here. And that's how I come across when I'm looking at community concepts for gods, personally. Awesome. That's pretty cool. I appreciate that breakdown. No problem. Any other questions, folks? I think I'm good. Now, Beagle wants to know if you watch Supernatural. No, he just turned that into quote-unquote my question. (laughs) (laughs) I I watch a lot of different shows right now. Supernatural is unfortunately not one of them. I just finished The Punisher yesterday. That's been my recent watch. It was uh, Punisher. Season 2 was fantastic. I will definitely be Looking at a couple of other ones on my hit list next, I think The Good Place and Blacklist are are there too. All right. I I don't really watch like much TV. Supernatural is pretty much the only show because uh, my friend basically forced me to watch it. Oh yeah. Oh, Castle Rock. Yeah, I never really watched much TV. She's uh when when she watches a TV show, she does she she like marries it. You know, she's (laughs) fair enough. You know, first it was uh, I just Heartland. Don't like most TV. I will never watch any other show other than I Heartland. Told you. And then, <laughs> and then told, Supernatural no. came along as Heartland was no, doing some stupid. weird, I stupid things. Just, I always felt there's going to be a show. Bam! Now it's Supernatural. You Give it a couple years, and we'll see. I just, I just don't enjoy TV anymore. <laughs> it's all the same. Fair enough. I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just don't. Why not play games and make your own stories instead? It's all the same, yeah, so I just watch the same Supernatural like episode that. over and over again. That's why I watch more YouTube. All right. So anyway, Clumsy, how how can folks, uh, you know, get a hold of you out there, ask you questions, harass you, and other, other good-natured <laughs> things? And, and apparently you like puns, so definitely send you a lot of no, puns. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every, every once in a while, go go for it. You know, sh- <laughs> shoot me with your best pun. 
But um, you can find me most easily by far on Twitter, where my handle is at TitanClumsy. Clumsy is spelt with a Z instead of an S, because I like making things difficult. Um, every <laughs> So this is a bit of a meme itself, but every once in a while, I will stream. I used to be a big streamer in terms of how often I used to do it. Now, not as much, but you can find me there on twitch.tv slash ClumsyD. Um, used to go by the moniker of Clumsy Death, so that's that. Cool, man. Well, hey, it was great having you on the show here. And I think it's been an awesome time. I can speak for all of us when I say that we are very excited for season six. Me too. Yes. Me too. I was disappointed when I heard it was like being pushed back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on the dev side, we, we agree. I mean, we've been playing season six for months and months internally, and we all play Smite as well as on our free time, right? That's probably one of the reasons why we enjoy being designers the most because we are still players of the game. And we, I want it to be out so I can go ahead and start playing too. <laughs> Awesome, man. Just just yep. awesome. Really so. appreciate you coming on, man. Taking time. Oh, I'm absolutely. sure you're like really super busy with season six coming out. <laughs> it has been insane. I know it's been hard to, you know, find a right date for us, but uh season six has been a crazy process with Merlin. Jormungandr will be soon on its heels too, but I, it's been a great time on this podcast. I'm excited to have been here. High five, man. Thank you for choosing a Wednesday and not a Thursday like every other guest seems to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. <laughs> All right, man. Peace out. That's been nice. So, now that Clumsy's gone, uh, we are going to backtrack here to our Games of Ye old Week, which, to help jumpstart these guys, I'm going to go ahead and go first this week, because there's some ones I want to talk about, which might bleed over into some of their games here. Um, definitely one well for Dan, because I have this note on my paper to look here to not forget to tell Dan to talk about something. But first, I'll talk about specifically Dan Beagle and I playing a joust yesterday. Oh, come on. That was like the one game I actually remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can talk about it together. I'm not going to. Uh, I yeah, don't have to hoard do everything, together. you know? Um, oh, you don't have to? Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Dan was playing Vulcan. Beagle playing AMC. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm still, I'm still, okay. Yesterday, remember, out of my godlike chest, what did I get compared to my freaking Enigma chest booster that I accidentally popped? What did you get, Beagle? I got, oh, I don't remember, what's the name of that AMC skin? I actually don't know. Dark Whisperer. Oh, I was right. I was like, I think it's Dark Whisperer, but I'm not sure. I got that out of my Enigma chest booster that I accidentally popped because I was going to wait for a full group. Yeah, jealous. But I was just popping boosters. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm like really, really, really happy with that. <laughs> and, uh, my godlike chest I got out of that game gave me 15 fantasy points boosters, which are useless now. No, they're not useless. They'll, they'll get flopped yes, over they're... to the next season's thing. Wait, oh, they do? Yes. I thought that that wasn't even like a thing anymore. No, they're going to change it into the, the other thing. They're the going to change into battle thing. point boosters. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay, but... good. Then, alright, I guess it's not that right. bad then but it's still like really out of my godlike chest yeah it sucks but <sighs> i was playing ganesha in this match ganesha yeah i'm sorry ganesh 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 yeah okay sorry huh? or Ra and Bologna. and we just we just fucking walked at them the whole game long. i was scared it, it was but like they didn't play bad I, they just were we walked at them. We just, just kept going and going, and they tried. 
they 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 gave it the good college try, but it just wasn't working for him in this particular matchup. And we walked on it. It was just one of those fun games where it's like, all right, you know, cycling back to base, just keeping the pressure on. We only need two people here to do that right now. We just out leveled them, just out walked down the lane better than them. But uh, again, I've been having a lot of fun with Ganesh and. Yeah, he's definitely fun. Dan, I won't bring up the you trying to play Fafnir as a mage in our next one, but um, another he's a game, good mage. I kicked ass. You did okay, but we got to play with our old host and good buddy Dicey some over this last weekend, and we were in this arena match where I was raw this time, and and Dicey was was Fenrir. And um, there is a oh Dan, you might want to talk about this. And this is where you were popping off as Sasano, and Beagle was Ymir. Wait, what? But I was trying to find that game. The enemy team had a Mercury on it, who was a royal pain in the ass, because he knew what yeah, to do he- and could do it quickly and, and just kill you and. You know, if you were the squishy and get out of dodge. Like, all right, all you right. You could kill me. I had almost 4,000 freaking health. Yeah. Almost. I was like 3,800. So he was a real good Mercury. But we're winning this game. We got a commanding lead, you know, that's building as, as the match goes on. You know, You're welcome. It, it's obviously that we're, we're just going to win this. But I'm back at base. Finish out my buy, whatever, I don't know. But I'm coming out of base, and there's 11 <laughs> tickets left. And I'm like, my alt's up. I just want to kill that fucking Mercury. Where is he? And I'm as I'm coming out from Fountain towards the, the, the fight in mid, the fight's kind of up between the, the enemy's two yeah. pillars, and there on the outside to the right of them is the Mercury. And I see him just, like, looking. Waiting, looking for that moment where he's gonna pop into that fight, kill somebody, and and just have a good day, right? And I'm just watching him, watching him as I'm getting closer and closer. And right about the time I come out to our side where the columns are, I see him make his move. And I'm like, all right, he's gonna end up right here where my team is. My team was in a perfect line down my shoulder. So I turned. And just hit the alt button. And as I did that, Dicey alts as Fenrir, picks up somebody, I don't even remember who at this point, and just stops and stands in this exact same line where I just stopped and hit my alt. And not only do I kill Dicey's target, a hundred percented the Mercury for the double kill for the win. And that was a high five moment. Since that seems to be my word of the day anyway today. Sorry about that. Other than that, I've been fiddling with uh, Al Kwong a little bit and trying to figure him out. And Dan, I wanted to remind you about your and Dicey's adventures in duo lane. My adventures in duo lane. I gotta find that. What do you think I might be talking about right now? Pretty sure you're talking about this game. And what Vulcan game carry, is that? baby. Oh, a Vulcan carry, yeah. And, 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 and 
who was your support? I, before the game started, called for Vulcan carry a Wheelix support. And, yeah. and Dicey was down. He was down. How'd that work out? Oh, it went really fucking good. We destroyed our lane. I went 4-1-4. and four. Dicey was just all over the place pooling people, and we were just dumping on them. It was a really fun game. Yeah. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, okay, I think I ended up being raw in that game, if I remember right, but can I get your uh, raw one? Yes, you were. So how 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 uh how did you pop off as Sasano so much? Did you really like twenty four kills that match? Yeah, the an arena before that. Uh, I was just looking at that one. Twenty four nine and fourteen. Uh, Sasano is just ridiculous because he could just pull you in, hit you with the three, one you, you jump away, but then he just teleports to you, hits you with the one again and again, and then he hits you and you're dead. I mean, like, there's just no escaping a Sasano, a good one, with 40% cooldown. Wait, you're so never you're saying anywhere. you're a good one? I'm saying I'm an okay one. Okay. Did you know he could teleport out of Odin's cage? Yeah. I did not know that until he fucking killed me the other day with it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's caged. I'm free. And all of a sudden, boom, he's teleported out on top of me. I'm like, what the fuck? Yep, his three goes through while uh, oh. Odin cage. He learned something new every day, unfortunately. It yeah. doesn't go through a mirror wall or anything, but it does go through Odin cage. Interesting. Odin cage is like a soft or soft wall. That's what I call it. Soft wall. <laughs> yeah. Because some shit goes through it that it's doesn't go bars. through other stuff. It's not technically a wall. Uh, what other uh -huh. games you got, Dan? Um, honestly, I haven't been playing that much. Um, I had a pretty good conquest as Pele. <laughs> I went 10, 4, and 15. Um, Pele's just broken, though. I was like, hey, I want a free win, so I'm going to play Pele. Guess what? We won. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, got any, it was uh, like magic. Got any uh, spaghetti stories for us? No, I have officially cut any affiliation with spaghetti. Um, I'm in the middle healing? of an emotional damage lawsuit. Guy, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about here? <sighs> uh, I mean, you know, her, her dad like, needs healing. It's like I wake up. Sunday morning to to work on the podcast, as tradition would story. state. And uh, so I'm sitting here and, and I get this 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 random message. <laughs> and um, let me see what 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 did it say? It said, um, oh yeah, here it is, ten twenty one a.m. Sunday morning, from Dan's cousin. Throw spaghetti at Dan. A moment later, for fifteen dollars, <laughs> I reply. I reply back. That's pretty funny, man. But I'm pretty sure I actually have spaghetti leftovers in the fridge. You ready to be out fifteen dollars? <laughs> the reply was, "If there's video, I will gladly give you fifteen dollars." I wish I did this. Oh. <laughs> then you can insert the Spongebob uh, gif of him getting his big goofy smile and squinting his eyes from me. Um, and, well, then there's a video of uh, 
me throwing spaghetti at Dan while he's sleeping. <laughs> it was more of like a like an airdrop onto his face. Yeah, I was, you know, I didn't want to make a mess. I was nice about it, as Guy put it. He would have just used yeah, that one. Oh my, dude, I would have grabbed a handful of spaghetti, damn on everybody and their leftovers, and I'd have smashed you in the face with it. Just, <laughs> bam! Now I kind of wish I did it. <laughs> Uh, I didn't yeah. even remember this either. Like I had no I idea. I know you woke up. I'm like, do you like remember like anything? He's <laughs> he like, what up. are you talking about? I'm like, you better check the Discord. The look on his face when he woke. He's got like the fear of God in him. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know what the fucking landed on my face. I was so happy it recorded that because as soon as I seen that. I lost it and and I, and I had to walk away. And I'm like, I have no idea what I just recorded there in the end. And then I watched it back, and then we get to that part, and Dirt Naps mom and I just giggled <laughs> profusely. <laughs> so, she sat there the one night just replaying the video over and over again, and we couldn't stop laughing. Oh, I hate you guys. That was the best game of the week, right there. That was the, my the spaghetti best moment. play of the week. That was. So, question is, should I make that video public? Or not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so Guy says yes, Beagle says yeah. yes, Dan, Do it, Dan, do it, do it. I didn't even know it was I mean, obviously, I, I don't want it public it at all. So, Dan, you said you want it public. No. Right, well, if you want yes, it public. Dan, yes, Dan, yes, Dan. That's yeah, not yeah. what I said at all. I didn't even know it wasn't public. I'd already shared the link if I'd have known it wasn't public. Oh, well, you can <laughs> share the link. It's very shareable. It's just not public public on YouTube. You gotta know wow. where to find it. Well, I, hey, you want to see the spaghetti story? Hit Guy or I up for the link. We'll, we'll send yeah. it to you. I can imagine the memes that could be made off of it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I know. I was thinking, like, if someone was good with, with some, you know, some video memes or some GIF memes, they could have some fun with it, with that part. <laughs> I hate At this moment, they realize that he screwed up. <laughs> I screwed up. What did I do? I was asleep. Ah, uh, you chose to sleep. First of all, oh, you should God. sleep I'll during you the have, day. Well, I bet you I've got some video clips of you screaming spaghetti at me to heal you for hell, and we can just cut to the spaghetti, spaghetti getting dropped on your on face. <laughs> If somebody makes that, if somebody makes that, I will give I them a dollar. <laughs> You'll give them a what, Beagle? A, 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 a dollar. <laughs> I don't want to give away my money. <laughs> you, you'll get, she's got you a dollar. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you. You almost uh, had it. Gotta be quicker than that. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I have nothing. I don't really have anything valuable. I don't know. Anybody else got any games they want to talk about? What about you, Beagle? Um, you talked about mine. I really don't remember the rest. I haven't been playing that that much. So she hasn't played that much. She comes back and plays AMC like a god. How much damage oh, yeah. did you do that match? That was, like, insane. I don't even know. Is that know. what I'm thinking of? Are there... <laughs> um... You know, I just realized I don't even have what's it called pulled up, which is very stupid. But oh, well, yeah, I, all I know is that it. I very I, stupid, but not even, surprising. Wow, I'm hurt. Oh. <laughs> very <laughs> stupid, but not surprising. Oh, oh, wait, that that's that's the wrong one. But I just know that I literally that poor Uller though. Like, I mean, he just what? Oh, come on. Yeah. 
why is my life so difficult? I can't. I didn't even spell it Cause right. Because mouse clicks, hard. No, you you did twenty four thousand damage in that match. I mean, what? You said you did twenty four thousand damage in that match, which was a twenty minute match. Ah. Oh, there was another one though where you were playing him and you did a shit ton. I don't know where it was. Let, but... let me look. Let me look. I'm one. I'm one. Let me look. I just gotta look through. It shouldn't be that far down. I really haven't played much, but I went eleven one and three that game. I don't even remember how I died. I remember at one point though. Uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost killed. I'm pretty sure it was Uller. Yeah, because he jumped away. Oh, he had like no HP, but he also stepped in my honey, and I'm like, Dan, get him, please, please get him, Dan, 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 and and uh, and then it just says I gotta kill. And I was like, never mind. And then Dan's like, Just, your geek died to your honey. No, she got a double kill with that honey. Oh, that's right. It was a double kill. Yeah, yeah it was a double kill. That, that was she was that halfway thing. back through the tower getting a double kill. Yeah. Okay, that's a- Off of her honey. Oh, it was assault three weeks ago. So I don't know. I don't think I talked about it, though. Three weeks ago? Really? Really? This was not three weeks ago. What the heck? Okay, but <laughs> I went... 13-2 and 13. This is actually the game that, like, made me want to play MC more. And I did, uh, I think it was, like, over 50k, da- 54k yeah. damage. That's the game I was thinking of. That was a fun one. Yeah. He's about to be good. Oh, yeah. He's about to get I, a I, Dad never even had to put his Geb shield on me once. Yeah, we did talk about did. that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember the Geb shield. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even have to Geb you. That's right. Okay, we did. All right, yeah. I was like, ah. Oh. Seems like mm-hmm. only yesterday. You that felt like three days ago, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, apparently it was three weeks ago. What about you, guy? Hey, wh- where have I been? Mm-hmm. What's Mr. Humble himself been doing this week? Crawling my way back up in the ranks with Opwatch. I'm back up to number three right now. I'm going to try to get to number yeah, one. I've been feeding lately. I'm trying to get to number one before Tuesday. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But, uh, that's about it, really. Wait. Oh my god, that's what tomorrow is. This, oh. Yeah. yeah. Time's moving it's on, man. I'm like, do I try to play a bunch of ranked joust over the next few days to try to get the Guan Yu skin? And then I had to laugh because that's like a lot of games I'm going to have to play to get that because factoring in losses and stuff. I so. was about to say a lot of wins. Yeah. Um,. And, and I just never know. Ooh, it's a grab ooh, bag down ooh, here, folks. Ooh, it's a grab bag. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I found a game. Ooh. So the other day I was like, <laughs> I forgot about this game, but this is really good. So the other day, um, I was like, re- I was really, really bored. And I was like, I haven't played Smite in a while. I, uh, all right. I, I guess. Well, actually, no, I played the night before. But whatever. Shut up. It's like, all right. Uh, Yuki and her were playing together, so I joined the party, and Yuki ended up going AFK, so we thought he wasn't going to be back for a while, because he said he was, like, going to get a haircut or whatever, so we played at Conquest, and I had, I was playing Carrie, and I was playing Shibalonke, and then somebody locks in raw support, and I'm like, well, this is going to be horrible, this is going to go so badly. Gee, I, I mean, we were even against an Uller and a Sylvanas. Oh gosh, I was so wrong. I hate myself for ever talking like that. It went so well. It went so well. I went, actually, Raw was pretty much top everything, I think. Oops, I just clicked on the wrong button. Clickety um, click, click, clack. Shut up, guys. Click. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's right. He went, 
Wow, he actually died more times than I thought, but he... Why is this giving me different stat? Why ask? Why? It's giving me different... It's giving me different stat. Make sure you're on the match stats, not just the view, because the view gives you yeah, the average stuff. Okay, yeah, here we go. I was very confused. I'm like, no, none of us died. He went 4-0-2, I went 2-0-4. So he even got most of the kills. He was, he had Guardian's Blessing, um, Cooldown Boots, and Rod of Asclepius. So, I mean, I, I, I just, the amount of times he would hit a snipe, it was just amazing. He knew what to do. We got their purple, and it was like an, an Uller and a Sylvanas, and they could not touch me. Or him. We were just that good. That good? Like, I was like so like upset. I was like, well, how good were you? Sorry, ya? but this game is a loss. What? How good were you? So good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went really well. I was shocked, but yeah, um, he was top damage with seventeen k. I was I, I didn't even know what to say. Hmm. Well, since it was so good, we'll leave it at that. It was so good. So, good. so speaking of things that are so good, guy, uh, I know the calendar is pretty booked out here for guests coming over the next few weeks. Right. Um, I can't even keep track of who's actually next week. Next week, we have the man stuff, Define Pride, coming on. Ooh, looking forward to that. How far that'll be fun. Heck yeah. All right. So, hey, obviously, if you got any questions out there that you would like to ask Defined Pride or you just want to get to know them better or whatevs, you know, hit us up in our social medias and or on the Discord. Uh, seeing a lot of new faces popping in there. It seems like almost uh, almost daily now there's new faces popping in. Uh, and I love it. I mean, again, we do this show. Not just for us. I mean, we love it because we love the game, but we also want to share that with you. So mm-hmm. yeah. we love you, even if you're a Patriots fan or a <laughs> Redskins fan. Or a, I guess yeah. I love you even oh, yeah. if you hate Supernatural. We're not a Colts fan, just basically. <laughs> yeah, Colts suck. No Colts fans. No Colts fans. How about this? I hate football. And I don't care. Oh, and football. I don't care that I don't care. And now I don't care about football so well, much I hate Supernatural. Ooh, uh, I did words. just quote something from Supernatural. Oh, and she showed you. She pre-quoted you. <laughs> All right. Hey. I uh, don't care that I don't care. Beagle, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, don't. <laughs> yeah, she won't okay. play with you anyway. Oh, I mean, um... You know, I'm whatever. waiting for season six. No, that's not my excuse at all. I just don't ever feel like it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you can find me on Twitter at Beagle underscore girl twenty seven eighty. No, not eighty. Sorry, no, that's wrong. Twenty seven, just twenty seven. And if you even want to bother, I guess you can. <laughs> Hit me up on PlayStation, Beagle underscore girl 2780. And Mr. Guy? You can find me on Twitter at GSmitey. You can find me on PlayStation at GuyAJ78 and on Xbox at GuyAllSmitey. Don. 
Dan. Okay, you can find me on the Twitterverse at Split Push Podcast with no A. And you can find me on the PS4 at Dirt X Snap X Dan. And on the PC as Dirt Nap Dan with no X's. Oh, um, if I ever get a computer, I'll let you know because God, I hate PS4 sometimes. <laughs> and Relics! for one reason and one Relics! Yes, that's exactly why. Like, I remember, and, and also surrender modes. I remember the one time I'm like literally sitting here focusing on pressing the buttons. I was sitting in Fountain because I was getting frustrated. I couldn't do it out in the open. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go back and I'm going to just, I sat through the entire surrender vote and it would not let me vote. <laughs> She's probably already done, it dead, would- and still trying to. That was that bad. I'm literally just like sitting there, like staring at the controller. I'm doing down button L2. <laughs> L2 down button at the same time? I I can't do it. And I was ready to break my controller. Like, I I want to play on PC, but I don't want to start over. I would like to have all my stuff that I spent money on. PlayStation, and, get on the bus. Get the cross-play so we can cross Yeah, like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Come on. And then you'll have, then you can switch to PC and you have all your stuff, too. I actually wonder uh, if... The crossplay where they send all your stuff to crossplay, even without PlayStation being on the bus, would I still be able to switch to PC per se and and have all my stuff? Because if I ever end up getting a computer, sure. which I doubt because I am broke, um, I would totally switch to PC because I honestly I'm way better on PC. Oh my god, I remember the days during summer. I'd be downstairs playing by myself. I I mean, I could only play Arena because I was, like, under level. I didn't feel like playing Conquest by myself. Also, because my computer wouldn't work. I would just play Arena and basically murder a bunch of newbies. And I did not really feel that bad. Well, you know, folks, I hate to do this because Beagle's talking so much, but it's time to go. So, you can find good old Dirtnap's dad here uh, on the Twitter and on the PS4 at dirt underscore naps underscore dad. You can email us uh, if you're, you know, shy and don't want to talk up in the Discord, but still want to have questions or, or, or things you want to provide uh, to the podcast. You can email us at community at splitpushpodcast.com. You can listen to us repeatedly hitting those favorites, uh, hearts, uh, subscribes, follows, bells, whistles, whatever your preferred platform of preferred platform of listening to us. Sure, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, but anyway, you know, tell that platform you like us. It, it helps us out, and that's good for good for us all. So hey, when it comes to dirt naps, you got to give them before you take them. And when all else fails, Baby, we's out.